Hey friends, feels kind of weird to say, but this is in fact the last episode of Weekly Finds. This is week 48, and let me explain what's going on. So in a nutshell, I recently took an offer from another company that I am about to reveal after Thanksgiving. As part of the deal, I had to put the paid membership of TechBound to rest. And the reason, which I very much respect, is that the company doesn't want me to sell the knowledge that I learned at that company. It's a very, very prolific, successful, high-achieving team, and they will teach me many things that they learned over many years at various different companies. And the ask is to not charge for that knowledge, not share it. So here's what I'm about to do. As I mentioned, this is going to be the last episode of Weekly Finds, but I'm not going to stop podcasting and blogging. I'm just going to stop charging for it. But I will also use the opportunity to overhaul my content. So let me explain to you what that means. First, I will publish a weekly newsletter, which is called The Growth Memo, and it will appear every Monday morning in your inbox and tear apart the tactics and strategies that big and successful companies and startups use to drive growth. So it's going to be a very growth-oriented format, and it will also explain the tactics and strategies at the hand of recent events and then give you more links to dive deeper and educate yourself. See, one thing that I realized is that just simply curating new content is not enough. That is one side of the coin, but it really just helps you stay informed. The other side of the coin is to educate yourself. And that can only happen when you truly immerse yourself in a topic, when you go really deep. And with the growth memo, I'm trying to achieve both. So stay tuned for what's about to come on the audio side. I have a couple of cool ideas and a couple of formats in my mind. I will certainly keep my personal podcast alive. So when you listen to this on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to, you will still get content on this account and from this channel. So keep subscribed, keep listening, stay tuned for what's next. And now let's finish the last episode of Weekly Finds. One. The first article is a big case study from SEMrush in partnership with AJ Gergich. I hope I say your name right if you listen to this, about featured snippets. So SEMrush has a corpus of 160 million desktop keywords and 46 million mobile keywords. And they looked at the percentage of keywords that display featured snippet. And amongst other findings, they saw that about 79% of domains have the same featured snippet on mobile and desktop. And in return, that means that 21% of domains have not the same featured snippet on mobile and desktop which means that you have to monitor your rankings and see if there are any gaps or opportunities. The study also found that 19% of keywords on Google have a featured snippet, which is one in five, pretty significant, and 7.3%, so pretty much half, have a double featured snippet. I don't know any growth statistics or don't have any growth data, but that to me seems 
intuitively like it has grown over time. Now, interestingly, the degree of featured snippet appearance varies by degree um, and by vertical. So first of all, the longer the query typically, the, the more likely the SERP is to display a featured snippet. And there are certain verticals that show more featured snippets than others, like travel and computer tech. And then at the low end, we have real estate. Interestingly, 70% of featured snippets appear in paragraphs and they, their length is 40 to 50 words or 250 to 300 characters. Two. Bartosz Goralewicz, who was also a guest on TechBound, actually one of the first ones, talked to Martin Split from Google together with his colleague Tomek and Cindy Crum about passage ranking. Passage ranking is this nebulous new ranking technology that Google wants to apply to 7% of all queries. And we're pretty much in the dark about what exactly it does, what it means, what it achieves. Um, and a visibly annoyed Martin Split had to endure some of the, you know, very shallow questions from the audience in the video that I'm linking to in this post. Now, the interesting part is that officially you can't optimize for passages quotes by Martin Split. And at the same time, Google rolls this out to 7% of worldwide or global queries. Now, anything that impacts queries also impacts SEO, you know, like th there will be something to learn from after all. Google often pretends that you cannot optimize for certain things, but reality is that, you know, in an algorithm, you can manipulate quite a lot of things. So. This is one that we don't really know anything about yet, but we'll probably have to wait until it's rolled out. And then we can start experimenting and playing with this thing. Three. The good old folks from Animals wrote a pretty cool article called How to Use Templated Content and Cross-Cutting to Grow Your Blog Quickly. Now, it conveys two concepts that I really love. The first one is to write templated content which mainly refers to using a, a template for the headline, right? So some really successful blogs and sites are already doing this, where they would, for example, write about something like how brand X does Y. And they repeat this with all the different brands and everything that they do. And then they have a very strong corpus of good content that's searched for on Google and that people like to read because it's useful to them. The second concept is the idea of cross-cutting, and that to me was something really new. So here's how it works, right? If you create a lot of templated content, like I explained before, you can then look for commonalities and write articles or create pillar content around these commonalities. One example is if you refer to the same tactic over and over again, or if you refer to the same brand and company over and over again. So then you can write about all the different things that that company does. So you basically move horizontally when you create a lot of content with the same template and then vertically when you find the trends between those different pieces of content. Four. My good buddy Joe Sinkwitz, who was also a guest on TechBound previously, this is really an episode full of TechBound guests, wrote this really cool article on our LearnHub called Using Micro-Influencers on Your Site to Capture Enterprises. 
there is a lot of hype and buzz around influencers. Not all of that is justified, but Job is an actual practitioner. He's the founder of IntelliFluence, which is a marketplace for warm handshakes with influencers. So check that out. Um, and in this article, he explains how influencers can be a very valuable tool for account-based marketing campaigns and enterprise products in general. He also explains that micro-influencers are often more valuable because they have a lot of expertise and that's highly regarded by their peers and by people who follow them. So for enterprises, a micro-influencer can make much more sense. And you can replace the word influencer here with expert or thought leader or whatever you want really, right? The, the influencer part is not really important. And don't picture, you know, people who in a half-naked pose try to sell you like a cool new diet product. That's not what we're talking about. Instead, we're talking about people with a true following. Spending money on a campaign with such micro-influencers can be much cheaper than other advertising channels or other forms of influencers. And they can also be better suited to test the channel of influencers because they are cheaper. You should also note and take away that channels vary in their feasibility for different influencer types. So based on your product and market, you can't, for example, use Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and or different platforms. So it really depends on what makes sense for you. And not every business should run campaigns on the same channel. Five. The last one for this episode and for this whole ride is a piece of content about newsletters. So there's this guy called Lenny Richitsky who sends a newsletter called Lenny's Newsletter, which is hugely successful and just started in April of 2019. So this newsletter has grown at a rapid pace and Lenny recently published a slide deck in which he explains how he grew that newsletter and what's basically made it take off. There are a couple of really interesting takeaways. For example, that the deck grows relatively slow over time. He used his departure from Airbnb, where he was a product manager, as one of the vehicles to drive the first couple of hundred of adopters. But then he also writes about how two of his articles drove 50% of subscribers, which is super substantial. And to be fair, these are 10x articles. One of them is a guest post on Andrew Chen's blog, which is super hard to get into. And then the other one is a post on first round, I think together with another author, I, I forgot about that. So that's been going really well. Eleni includes a couple more of tips and tricks that he used to grow his newsletter. So if you work on any email, check this out. And that's it folks. Thanks for being loyal subscribers, listeners, and readers. As you could already hear from this drum fill just a couple of seconds ago, there's something new brewing. And if you stay subscribed to this channel, you'll be the first one to know. So don't leave, come back. I'll hear you soon.